five, four, three, two, one. Android Podcast, we're back. Let's get right into it. If you're new to the Android Podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning Android listener, welcome back. So guys, this is the Mixed Martial Arts Show. If you do like other Irish sports like the rugby and the football, we just did a podcast on that as well. So make sure to head over and check that out also. So Barry, what's going on on today's Mixed Martial Arts Show? Okay, so on today's Energy Show, we're going to be discussing the long-anticipated fight. Tyson Fury taking on Deontay Wilder in the Staples Center in LA. And then we're going to be discussing a massive fight. Chuck Liddell... Taking on Theodore Ortiz for the third time. We're in the battle be, of the granddads. In the battle of the dad bods, yeah. And then uh, we're going to be looking over all the latest M- MMA news. Uh, from UFC China to this weekend's UFC Adelaide and everything in between. So it's an exciting show. I'm looking uh, forward to it. Yeah. First of all, if you're going to Cage Legacy 10 this week on Saturday, you'll see myself and Ross there. Uh, Ross, Ross is rocking the uh, Hulk Hogan beard and I'm rocking the poet ginger beard. So, uh... Although it would be December 1st then, so we could actually have them shaved off. True, yeah. They might not notice us. But, like, if you're there... Say hello. Yeah. That should be a decent night as well, because uh, we're going to be covering that. Also, James Gallagher is going to be on that, for doing a white-collar boxing match as well. So, Which I'm very interested to see, because I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah. So, um, speaking of boxing, uh, Tyson Fury is taking on Dylan White this weekend, Ross. We've been waiting for ages You mean for Deontay Wilder, man, not Dylan White. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Tyson Fury is taking on... The... Deontay <laughs> sorry, Wilder. Sorry, I just want to get into this. Uh, <laughs> Deontay Wilder is taking on Tyson Fury this weekend. Uh, the build-up for this has been very, very good, I think. But like over the last couple of weeks, I feel like BT are still putting out the same sort of content about it. It's like, here, yeah. right, get to the point now. We want to see the fight, you know? Yeah, I think, I, I think they actually went too much too soon on this one. I almost feel like the hype is coming back down a bit. I'd agree um, with that. I'd agree with that, yeah. Um, I just feel that we've been itching for this fight since, you know, October 1st. I almost think two months is too long to build up to a fight. I would have thought, thought that would be normal time. But as I think the way social media works, that like yeah. if you're getting this constantly every day, every day, every day, you're like, oh, here, look, give me a call in a month when it's ready, you know? Yeah, I almost think like six to four weeks is the perfect amount of time to build a fight. Like you can announce the fight in October 1st. Then don't start doing press till six weeks beforehand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because you almost think when the when the fight's initially announced, enough people are hyped about it already. You yeah. know what I mean? That they're like, oh, brilliant, brilliant. You actually don't need to hear from the fighters. Then let it go two weeks, and then you get the hype up for it. Oh, I agree, yeah. I'm sort of like, will this hurry up? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think they had too much, like, face-to-face interactions too soon. You know what I mean? That needs to be saved closer towards the actual fight. And also, they're off in the background saying they do like each other as well. I know in yeah. the, in the I've face I've seen them of, sit down on the same couch. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, Daniel Cormier and John Jones wouldn't have sat down on the same couch. I know in the face-off, they're like, oh, I don't like you, I don't like you. That's obviously to sell the fight and build up the hype around mm. it. But now they, like, obviously do respect each other. Uh, both guys are undefeated. Obviously, Deontay Wilder's going in 40-0. and Tyson Fury's going in 27-0. and Um... Someone's all has to go, as you like saying. Yeah. Um, thank God it's this week, though. Like, you know what I mean? Let's get into that. Uh, th- do you know what? That's, just, that's why Dana White is so good with the UFC. I know he, like, he does stuff that annoys us or we don't think is 100% correct, but like, he does a lot better than the way Showtime are running this and just like mm. 
I know the I know the background of Tyson Fury having the mental health issues, but I feel like once he opened that tin, it was the only thing that was talked about as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you almost forget he's fighting Deontay Wilder. It's as if he's doing a press tour trying to help people with mental health awareness. Like, I mean, obviously that's not something to mess around with, but I mean, it's just like here at the end of the day, he's gonna have to go in and fight. You know what I mean? He's not he's not gonna be preaching at the top of the stage. I think at this stage it almost looks like Tyson Fury is battling against himself as opposed to battling against Deontay Wilder, that's the way this has almost been pitched pitched against. It is. Um, although, in fairness, you know, Fury can't say he was going to drive a Ferrari off a bridge and then, you know, it not be brought up know, in yeah. an interview. So it's it's very hard for the interviewer to get new, you know, content out of Fury after that happened. Yeah, well, it seems like, it seems like Fury's getting more of the attention as well. I know, obviously... Because of what he said, it was people were more interested. Mm. Like for instance, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, he did like a one on one sit down with Mauro Ronello as well. Yeah. Like you don't really see Wilder's more just oh he, he, this is who he's taking on. Almost like when Ronda Rousey was fighting uh, Amanda Nunes, it was more Ronda Ronda Ronda. And yeah. then it's like oh here you're forgetting uh, the guy who's actually forty and oh yeah. Know? Look, and he's a great story as well. How he has like Tommy has like uh, six kids. I oh, know he has five kids of his own. His fiance has one kid, and he says he wants another one. Together to have like uh, Make it even What the bomb squad Bomb squad By the way When he does that I mean catches people off guard It's hilarious Yeah oh, but they get, They're like oh Jesus yeah. Especially like the ring girls Are always like oh Jesus What's yeah. he gonna do The one, one of the kids Is sick or something I think was it Yeah I think it, yeah. His very first one Had like I think Like cerebral palsy or uh, no, I think he, that, that's That's how he got into Like that's when he was like Started taking fighting seriously like right now I have something to fight for Yeah So fair play to Deontay Water Look they're, they're both like sort of Absolute heroes in their own right. They're just both very, very different, uh, sort of heroes for different reasons. Uh, Deontay Wilder, he sort of must see TV. Uh, some of his fights you might not think are that great, but at the end of the day, he always gets the knockout. So therefore, you're waiting for it, and everyone loves a knockout. Yeah. And then Fury, it's it's like boxing brilliance. It's it's like watching, you know, sort of Floyd Mayweather, except at six foot nine. And like 250 pounds. You know what I mean? That's what it's like watching. The way he moves. The way he avoids shots. And he sort of almost, you know, mocks his opponent after he does it. It's just like the perfect contrast and styles he go up against each other. And yeah, technically Tyson Fury is a far superior boxer. And you, sometimes you watch Fury and you tro- see when he throws the shots. They almost look like slightly lazy. As in like... It doesn't look like he's putting everything into them. Yeah. And then you see Wilder and they don't call him the bronze bomber for nothing. Like He doesn't throw a lazy jab. He, he tries to take your head off at every single shot. Yeah, I know. Like It is a lot more basic what he actually does, but his athleticism seems to get in there. Yeah. The thing is, I think, obviously about Dante Wilder now, I think he gets a little bit too much slack for how good he really is because like... He's knocking everyone out here. Like, yeah. you know I mean, you could be as non-technical, if that's a correct technical mm. term, in your boxing, if you've knocked, if you've won 40 times and lost none, and you knocked yeah. everyone out. No, that's very, very you know fair mean, point. Like, and like, you know Luis Ortiz, who he beat in his last fight, is technically one of the better fighters in the world. Yeah. And I look at Wilder and go, look, he got the job done there. I think it's almost because Wilder is like 217 to 200, like, 25 pounds yeah. when he weighs in you can fight a light heavyweight yeah you yeah. can fight a light heavyweight and I think sometimes people look at him and go ah yeah but how's he going to fare against the real big boys you know what I mean like your Joshua well he is 6 like foot your seven. 7 yeah he's very very tall yeah. and also he's like a very upright 6 foot 7 yeah. like Fury's 2 inches taller than him but when they square off they're like they're very 
face to face. Fury's a bit more hunched over. Yeah. But uh, with a bigger belly. With a bigger belly, yeah. definitely. No offense, like I mean. Well, in fairness, it's like he, he says it himself. Yeah. You know I mean, like he's like he's like I'm, I'm the, fat. I'm the fat man. Yeah. yeah. He's brilliant to watch, and the two of them going back and forth is brilliant. Also, I must say, is reminiscent of Mayweather McGregor that Americans are terrible at picking up cultural disrespect on the other side of the country, and then thinking that like it's very insulting. Like Fury's there calling uh, Waller a dosser, and then like Waller's calling him a dosser back, thinking like he's like. Oh man, you you are gonna be freaked when I say this. Yeah. I was a bit like when Mayweather was calling McGregor a feckin' Egypt, yeah. and it was like, like you might as well have just gone to me like, "How are you getting on board?" You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, there's there's no difference, yeah. and I just find it quite funny the back and forths. There, Fury's gonna win every single time. He's more quick witted. He's yeah. more intelligent. He he just knows what he's gonna do. And when it comes to the actual fight itself, though, you're looking at Fury, and he hasn't. Being the fury to beat Klitschko in either of his two return fights. No, he hasn't. Known. So he's a different fury. Definitely a different fury. Um, but if I had to pick, he looks like a fitter fury as well. Definitely fitter. Um, he's definitely put in the hard work on his camp. He's doing his camp in America. He's been training very, very hard. And um, he's yeah. got a new boxing coach for this fight as well. Um, which, well, who he's had for the last two fights. Yeah. As well. So I think. That's all going to have to play into effect. And he's never fought in a world title fight. Or he's never coached him in a world title fight. He's only a young guy. I think he's only about 26, 27, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's young, yeah. Was it Ben Sanderson or something? Yeah, Ben Davidson, I think. Davidson, probably that's yeah. better. Yeah, better, yeah. And Correct. He's coming up against Deontay Waller, who's very, very active. Very, very destructive. And like he probably beat the best boxer that he's ever faced in the last fight quite safely against Luis Ortiz. Who's also fighting on the undercard this fight. Yeah. So... If I have to pick, I'm going yeah, to hold, say hold, Waller. Before you, before you pick, oh, oh man, you picked oh, too soon. Well, no, but I was going to be like, uh, Boiler also goes in and people are look to be more afraid of him. Whereas mm. I don't think Fury's going to be like, oh, no. I'm afraid of this guy. Because he's also taller than him as well, which is, yeah. Waller's not used to as well, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a very good that's a very good aspect. Uh, Waller's tr- probably generally going to be the, the taller ranger fighter. He's not going to be in this case. Um, he's also probably never fought someone with such a high boxing IQ. But... Yeah. I don't think Fury would have ever fought someone who hits as hard as uh-huh. as Wilder does. And at the end of the day, when it's heavyweight boxing, you know what I mean? It only takes one punch to get the job done. And if you ask me who has the one punch to get the job done, I think it's Wilder. Yeah, I know. I agree, yeah. It's going to be really, really... Like, uh, it's sort of like, right, what way is this going to play out? Is Fury going to win the first couple of rounds and then try and hold off from the big punch, you know? Because we know how smart he is. Uh, then, like, if you look at the bronze bomber, is he going to, like, just go know that he can go the distance? Because he's fit as anything. And mm-hmm. he doesn't lose that punch. Look at the way he was against Ortiz. He was actually losing the fight and then came back and just blew him away. He knows he could do that against Tyson Fury because, like, who knows how good Fury's yeah. gas tank is. Like, he's been off for a while. The bronze bomber's been going ever since. Uh, then Tyson Fury could be like, look, if I fight him the same way I fought Klitschko... I'm definitely going to win. Yeah. So it's real like, what What are we going to get? Like, if we're going to get, if we if we get the fight we want to watch, uh, Dante Wilder's going to win. If we're going to watch a fight that we don't want to watch, Fury's going to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in a way, you want to be a bit selfish. I'm sort of thinking in the long run, what sort of is going to happen with Tyson Fury after this fight? So, before, okay, like, if I, who am I going to pick? You're picking Dante Wilder, yeah? 
Yeah. Although, like, I'm sort of more up for Fury. Yeah. But, uh, no, I'm, I get like, you, yeah. I'm, I'm picking Waller. Okay, right. If I had to put my money on it, I'll go Deontay Waller because it seems like the smartest thing to do mm. because he's been constantly active and he's also like, just from watching the background stuff, he's like, I'm not losing this for my kids. I'm not losing this for my kids. And I'm like, oh shit, like if you're like doing something for your family, it's a bit more important. I know Fury's obviously doing this as well, but Fury's sort of like, he's sort of concentrating on his own mental health. If, if To put it this way, but we both think Deontay Wilder's going to win, right? Then, who's he taking on next? Anthony Joshua. But, if Tyson Fury wins, I don't think his next fight is Anthony Joshua. I think for like the fans, they want to see Anthony Joshua take on Deontay Waller next. Yeah. And they, I think we all know that if Tyson Fury wins, he's not taking on Anthony Joshua next. Mm. So I think like for our sake, for like what we want to see next, we want to see the winner of this take on Anthony Joshua. And therefore, I think Deontay mm. Waller winning will make yeah. that happen sooner. Yeah, and I'd happily see if Fury lost. I'd happily see him fight the winner of Jorah versus uh, White. Yeah, I think that'd be a great fight. Is that? Yeah, the the thing is right. The way Tyson Fury just went totally off the rails and like has talked about this and everything, saying how like, like went through like all depression and like wanted to kill himself and went through like just went on the drink and the drug so hard because he wanted to die. It's sort of like, like, uh, like obviously people know that like if you're looking for if, like. Say if you're going on holidays for to Ibiza next week and you're like, you've been focused on it for ages, going, 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 going. Once you get there, you're like, what's next? You know what I mean? You're like, you always need a goal. And mm. people with sort of mental health issues always need another goal. Yeah. Because like once you reach it, it's like, oh, what's next? You know what I mean? I've, yeah. I've done that loads of times. I've been like, right here, I'll just cut back in the drink, train a bit, go to this. And then you go and you're like, okay, what's next? You know what I mean? Like to keep you going as well. But uh, I'm sure this would be a, like he said on the Joe Rogan podcast himself that after this fight, if he wins, he might just go back on the drink and be depressed again. And like Joe Rogan was like, please don't do that. Mm. But it's going to be such a mental like war with him, a bigger war than it is to take on Deontay Wilder in this fight. So if he, after this fight, what's he going to do next? You know what I mean? He, he, I, know, I know we can't predict it because mm. who knows? But like, like it is that's going to be the biggest struggle of his life. He feels like he's already gone through the biggest struggle yeah. of his life. The next one is going to be even bigger because if he's not allowed to take on Anthony Joshua, was the fight that could say he's the best ever? Possibly. Like I mean, he'd be undefeated. And, yeah, uh, no, I'm I I do think like Tyson Fury, like he does suffer like his manic depression. It's yeah. almost a bit like Robin Williams was. I mean, yeah. he does his stand up routine. He goes out, everyone laughs, things are great. And then he yeah. walks off stage and he's like. There's no one there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing is, he's so big as well. You can't really tell him what to do as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's still the six foot nine guy to like go home. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Who has all like, the money and paying for the drinks and all. You're not going to tell him to go home. No. You know what I mean? No, I'd say his, uh, his, his, his company is... He seems to small made a circle a lot smaller anyway. Yeah, but if you look the way the, the way he's gone over the uh, Big Bear, Little Bear. Yeah, Big yeah, Bear. Big Bear, yeah. yeah. He's gone there by himself. He's totally isolated himself yeah. from everything. Whereas Deontay Wilder is still fighting and still living in Alabama, drives home to work from work all the time. Like his kids are still around him. Like Fury's totally taking himself out of his, yeah. uh, like this. What's going on? And like after this fight, he's gonna have to go back to living in Manchester. I think it is. And like he's gonna, he's just who knows what he's gonna do. You know? Yeah, I, I see. I see. Almost like sort of a Tony Ferguson esque drive in. Tyson Fury, the way he's he's like yeah. isolated himself yeah. and he's like created his own training camp and this is what he's gonna do. Yeah. You know what I mean, so 
Yeah, in terms of Tyson Fury's drive looks as strong as ever, but yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I don't uh, doubt that. No. But like both guys are the same. Yeah. If you know what I mean, like it's yeah, like, they're like what drives them may be different, but the drive is definitely there. Yeah. It's just like taking two years out of the game at the top. Like look what happened to Conor McGregor when he took two years off. Yeah, it's not the same. You're not the same person that left. Yeah, that's why I would think when you get to the top, you need to almost be more active than ever. Get your reps in and finish. That's why I look at like John Jones coming back and go. John Jones, do three years, three fights a year, nine fights, call it a day. You know what I mean? Yeah, but see, the problem is when you come that big, no one can tell you what to do or else you're just no. surrounded by yes men. You know what I mean? So you don't get a real perspective of reality. Whereas, like, say if you're already agent, well, obviously you don't want to piss off your client because then they can fire you and you're not making that John Jones money. You're down, you're down with the energized money, you yeah. know? But, uh like these guys need to be right right here's the plan like, you need like a five year plan almost yeah. you know what I mean I know people say don't plan that far ahead but like for someone like Tyson Fury who needs to be doing something constantly look at the way John Jones when he was training the whole time I know he went on the piss and all but like he was still winning you know what I mean now tell me this give me the five prediction give me the winner and give me the method Um, I think Deontay Walder is going to be fitter I think he's... You see, Fury's not really a knockout artist, so I don't think he's going to win over the over Deontay Wilder. I think Deontay Wilder gets... He changes in there. Like, I don't think Fury really, really changes. I think Fury's going to try and control the pace, but, like, at some stage, Deontay Wilder's going to be swinging like a windmill, and he's going to connect. And... But I'm sort of like, what's going to happen next with Fury is... Yeah. Like, he's still only, what, 30? Isn't he? Yeah. I, I, I think the first couple of rounds is going to be very, very dangerous, you see. I'm almost as much as I I picked Wilder. Uh, like when I'm visualizing the fight, I can see Wilder throwing about ten shots like an absolute wall man. Fury like blocking all of them, and then Wilder being like, "What? Yeah, you know, yeah. and then like yeah. making miss every single time." And well, that's like, what makes this what? fight so like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like, I couldn't be any more intrigued by a matchup. Yeah, I feel like I'd be a lot more certain. Like I think if Fury fought Joshua, Fury would definitely win because he's more accurate of a puncher yeah. and he's a better boxer I think he'd also get into his head a lot easier yeah I, I think Joshua is like a bit more mentally fragile and then I look at Wilder against Joshua and I'm like oh whoever lands hardest first will win you know what I mean mm. I think like that's almost more of an even match but this fight is almost like you know, it's almost like second versus third if you know what I mean going at it but obviously whoever wins will like leapfrog into number one yeah so look I, I almost see like Water like getting a knockout in the third round. Uh, someone said to me the other day, they were like, Oh, water inside four. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. But then when I really thought about it, I go, You know what? If water's going to put him away, he's probably going to try and put him, it's probably going to put him away early. He's probably going to connect earlier when he's at his freshest. As opposed to if it does get into the latter rounds, I think Fury will get that second wind and he'll, he'll outmaneuver him for the rest of the fight. So I'm going to say, Wilder inside four. Do you know what? I don't think we've been so like. Who do you think is going to win? And been so like thoughtful of it since yeah. Tyron Woodley took on Wonderboy, and that yeah. ended up as a draw. Yeah, like I would not be surprised if it was a draw, or even well, like yeah. Jake Paul. Oh, sorry, remember Logan Paul versus KSI? We were like, you were like KSI, and I said Logan Paul, and then they drew. Yeah, this even is... though Logan Paul definitely won. Did he? Well, when I watched, it, I was like, yeah. yeah, Logan Paul won that. Yeah, but this could easily be a draw. I feel like yeah. a draw is like like very possible, very possible. Yeah, and the rematch. Yeah, I'm just sort of like, hopefully. You see, only one person can really walk away as the king, but I mean, like, hopefully, just looking at Tyson Fury, hopefully he doesn't go back off the rails and shit, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully oh, there's a strong team around him. I wouldn't be 
be surprised to see uh, Tyson Fury have a, a crown and like some sort of a, you know one of those like old school robes that you put over yourself with all the belts <laughs> at the ends like being like the champ who uh, do you think Anti Joshua will be in the building as well because like no. people are going no no, well, he just not. wants none of it. Uh, I feel like he can't be like yeah, but if he's yeah, but if he's in the building, his hand is forced, and like he has to fight the winner as opposed to he can still sit in his little. Ca- I feel like Anthony Joshua sits in his castle in London and goes, "I'm not leaving London." Well, I go to Cardiff, but I'm not leaving London. You know what I mean? I feel like he's like, "I'm not leaving the UK shores." If he goes over there, he acknowledge- he might like be acknowledging that th- these are the two best fighters a headweight bar himself you know what I mean yeah. and I, I think if he goes over there and the contract negotiations fall through he can be like look Dillian White's the second best heavyweight in the world you know what I mean or he'd be like I'm going to fight Usyk next he's pound for pound for a player but if he goes and acknowledge it that has to be his next fight and I don't think money or like contract wise it's definitely going to be his next fight I know I, don't, I think Eddie Hearn's too smart to uh, just let the, the belts go like I mean, if if once Joshua doesn't have the belts anymore, no one's going no one's, to see Joshua yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. Yeah, the people are. Yeah, there but that's just, what I mean. Uh, he he might be like squeeze, yeah, but he might be he might be squeezing a few extra fights out of Joshua against lesser opponents before the Wilder fight. No, he definitely is. Yeah, I don't blame him as well because I mean, make the money while you can. Because like once the belts are gone, the mystique is gone. That once that O goes as well, especially when the two other men there battling for belts and they're both O's as uh, undefeated as well. I can't really blame him. So give me the give me the final prediction. I said Wilder in side four. Oh, I think I think I think Wilder's gonna win. I, just, I think just that it was hard enough for me to, to predict that. Not not because like mm. uh, like really see it doesn't really bother me who wins. I, as long as we get like a good showing and mm. that Joshua's next. But I just I I just don't know. I don't like the way that like Joshua's sort of like now it's not his fault. But I don't like the way it's not like he's next no matter what. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just don't like the run away. Like people gave McGregor stick for not taking on the Khabib next, and yeah. he was like, "Do you know what? Fuck you all, I'll do it." And he did yeah. it. You know what I mean? And you can't take, you can't disrespect him for that. But like, if Joshua's going off and then fighting like Joe, Joe Bloggs, you know, it's just like, here, man, come on, we want to see the good one. Give yeah. us the good one, you know. Especially paying top of the range money. I'm gonna have to go with Deontay Wilder. Um, even though like I'm sort of like I want, I'm just looking forward to it. You know what I mean? I'm just really mm. looking forward to it. Yeah. Pretty unfortunate. Let us know who you think is going to win. Did well. you get a knockout? See, it's strange to say yes because he's been never knocked out. But it just makes more sense that Wall is going to win this, doesn't it? It just yeah. makes... Make, I don't know. You didn't answer. Did he win by knockout? Yes or no? He taps him out. One, two, three. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah, go but at first, he always wins by knockout. He's <laughs> to say, yeah, he wins by knockout. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let us know who you think is going to win. So we're going Deontay Wilder. But uh, who? It, I don't. Doesn't. I don't care who wins. I just yeah. want to see like. Yeah, I really don't have a dog in the race. So <laughs> yes. Because yeah, they're win. both quality. Yeah, I mean, sport. Like we, we like them both. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like each time I see a Fury win, uh, interview, I'm like, I want Fury to win. Then I see a Wilder interview, go, actually, no, and then I'm back and forth. I'm like a bleeding yo-yo. Yeah. Very energized. Moving on to. Uh, the battle of the dad bods Chuck Liddell versus Tito Ortiz um, Ross this was obviously got this this fight went global this was like the most watched fight ever more than Conor McGregor versus Khabib the biggest fight of all time Chuck Liddell versus uh, Tito Ortiz 3 <laughs> oh Baz you were selling the lie up until you forgot Tito Ortiz's name yeah I was, I was actually beginning to believe myself I was like 
this was a good fight and then I realised no the shittest no. fight ever first of all what's your make of the press conference first we'll start from there okay first of all would Oscar De La Hoya aka Golden Boys promotions president will he not write himself a few notes down or something you know what yeah. I mean he was like uh, so when you think of the MMA the people you think of are Tito Ortiz and Chuck Lydell. What I was like, like, that's not even his name. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, right. And then he goes, and by the way, not only are those two going to fight it tomorrow night, he turns around and he just has like these random guys who are sitting there. I didn't even know they were the fighters. He goes, yeah. these guys here behind us are also going to fight. So, <laughs> Chuck, come tell us about the fight. Who's uh, more, who's more, who's cringier? Me or Tito Ortiz? Like, uh, I mean, uh, this guy, like, just, uh, Tito Ortiz is like, I'm going to get you and take you down and win. What's wrong with him? Yes, there's something wrong with Tito Ortiz. Yeah, but I honestly, like, like... Yeah, but he makes you really not like him. As in, like, I, know, I want yeah. to watch him lose. Yeah, I know, but like, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. I know no. he's trying to sell the fight. Like, I don't hate him. I'm just like, I'm like, what are you doing or something? Like yeah, but he's selling the fight like it's 1992. You know what I mean? It's yeah. 2018. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think he understands. I think he's like, I'm doing an amazing job. I watched one of his pre- the press conference... Uh, like the post press conference and he was talking and he was like I have these shoes I think they're like Louboutins I don't know what exactly they're called they're real expensive yeah. and he's like yeah I have them like seven different colours and like it really helps me with my back and stuff and I was just like I was like who's asking these questions yeah like, yeah but I'm like who asked him about yeah, his shoes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. you never ever see Conor McGregor being asked about his I don't know man yeah, yeah sorry so speaking of cringe yeah Tito no Ortiz. not you Tito Ortiz go on um, <laughs> what's wrong with him man just please what's wrong with him the event was just all wrong. It was just like I, I just, I just couldn't take it seriously whatsoever. And then, like one sponsor yeah. on the mat was like O'Mahony's Insurance Company or something like that. And it looked like you know what I mean, like your local insurance company from like down the road. The spot was sponsoring the event, and then the other sponsor was Canelo versus Rocky Field, and who are Golden Boy Promotions. Yeah. I mean, on the on the canvas, and I was like, right. And you know the way UFC like. You get each sponsor once in the canvas and that's it. Yeah. Like these sponsors were like in three different paces in the canvas and like, oh, I'll just put them over oh, and over again. It. They're yeah. And I was I'm like, it was the only fight I saw was the Liddell versus Ortiz fight. Yeah. It was over like in the first people. round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By the way, when, you st- when they both went in, the music and all was so like ridiculous, right? But what was cool was the shorts. They wore like the old school shorts. Yeah. Chuck obviously with the ice shorts and Tito obviously with the with, fire shorts. Yeah. But uh, once the bell rang, you're looking at these guys and you're like, Chuck, Chuck looked like he was going through customs with like 10 bars of coke up his ass and he wasn't allowed to move. He was so fucking stiff. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I was like, like Dan Henderson's Oh, stiff. yeah, but like so much worse than Dan Henderson. Like, if, like it was just, he couldn't move. He was like a crab going side to side. And then like Chuck's, uh, Tito started was closing him down. And then like Tito was sort of like putting his hands behind his back and stuff, like trying to show off and all that. It was just like. I thought he was Nick Diaz. Oh, man. It was a joke. It was a joke. Yeah, Tito Ortiz looked like a bully in there. And like. Chuck Liddell's basically 50, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was looking at him in there. I, it was one of those things where you watch his training videos. And I can't remember who said it, but someone goes to me. Uh, so I can't remember who said it, but someone someone in the MMA world goes, oh yeah, he's doing this new training style where like he throws the punches a lot slower in training to make sure the technique's right. And I was like, I don't know why, but I just believe it. I go, all right, so he's not throwing his punch. And then I watched him fight and I was like, Someone forgot to tell him it was a fight because he's still throwing the punches at like yeah. half speed. Yeah. Tito Ortiz went in there and his first ever knockout of his career against 48-year-old Chuck Liddell. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just watched it and went, 
I would have beaten Chuck Liddell. I could have <laughs> went in and thrown a one, two straight and knocked him out. You know what I mean? It was a joke. It was such a terrible fight. And then Ortiz celebrated as if he'd just beaten John Jones for the world title. Yeah, he did, yeah. I was just like, in are fair, you messing? In fairness, he must have had like a euphoria after all that time of being, of after losing and being afraid of Chuck. But that, that that's the same as like, going up to your, like, say if your granddad used to beat you and then like, he's like 90 and you're like, ah, here we go now, you know? Yeah, but imagine... Rory McIlroy lost two major golf tournaments to Tiger Woods and then in 20 years time Tiger Woods 16 then beats him and then start rubbing his face in it you know what I mean yeah, no, you know what I mean like, you, can't, you can't be like here look it is what it is the thing is Tito is a showman but oh, he's such a bad showman if you know what I mean yeah but you wouldn't see Ronaldo challenging David Beckham to a free kick competition and then like being like ha beat you you know what I mean I know although fighting is different you know and Chuck I know is the is, cringiest yeah, of cringe he after is. me I mean oh, sorry just before me I'm worse but yeah and they're like are you done he's just this big smirk and goes I don't know I'm so moved by the fans I cannot ever say they're hung up for good it's like shut up Tito like no one cares I was like I only tuned in to like hope Chuck the Dell would knock you out you yeah, know yeah, what I mean yeah, like, yeah. I was like I was like please Chuck well who, who's more annoying now these days Chuck oh sorry Tito they both sort of have the same sort of name. Tito or Floyd Mayweather. Like, who's wrecking the head more? I don't know. Definitely Tito Ortiz. Like, Floyd Mayweather, like... At least he's, at least he's still one of the best athletes in the world. So, therefore, I'm like, grand. Does, but when, like, Tito Ortiz is beating up an old elf, and I want to see, like, TRT, Vitor Belfort come back and fight, like, yeah. Chuck, uh, Tito Ortiz next. Just, like, knock the head off and go, ha! Watching um, Tito Ortiz try and promote a fight, it just makes... It makes your, your cock just go... <laughs> Yeah. suck right up into your stomach and you're just like clenched of cringiness like, it's just like what's wrong with him no wonder uh, who gave him the boot uh, Cyborg gave him he was like see you yeah. later so bad yeah, it's like, I'm gonna take you down with my wrestling and then I will ground and pound you with my fists I, w- I wish like, alright there bud I wish he never fought uh, Chael Sonnen because yeah. I would like to see him against Chael Sonnen like, hey, Chael losing that fight no one has any interest now in Tito or Chuck anymore. That's it. No. That's just done now, you know? No, he was like, it was a great opportunity to make the money. I was like, oh, here, shut up. No yeah, cares, Tito. How much did they make? How much did they make? Apparently, it was like 200 grand to show for Tito and 250 for Chuck. Now, I don't know how much money they got afterwards on sponsors or what else their pay cut, or their pay cut was or how much of the pay-per-view they got or whatever it was. But like... That pay per view definitely did under fifty thousand bucks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Only supposedly only like seven and a half thousand people actually bought tickets for the event, and I'm yeah. sure loads of them went for free. And it was like only meant to be like a fourteen thousand seater arena. Yeah, they closed off the top yeah. tier. If we were there, like we probably would have got media passes, I'd say. Mm. But like, I mean, when this fight was actually announced, we were like, "What is going on?" And then we were right as well. Being yeah. like, Bisping said he was at the event and said it was actually quite a decent event to be at. But he actually was like, he was watching it and being like, "Oh, here, look, state of this." When he when he said when Tito knocked out Chuck like Chuck was on the ground for like significant amount of time afterwards that was yeah, a bit scary. That. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, like I mean, you don't want to fucking kill someone, you know. Chuck Liddell looks like someone who might even lose a bar fight now. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, Chuck Liddell is just like if you think of a fighter, it's just him. Like he yeah. shorts and haircut. Like he's just so like. Yeah, but the thing is, it makes you realize how much how big pioneers these guys were. The yeah. way the way they had the shorts, and you could. Like the second you saw the shorts, you were like, "That's the guy." Whereas when as time went on, more and more people had too many sponsors on them. And you you couldn't you didn't bring out a personality like the yeah. way they had the 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 colors on the shorts just made the personality shine. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's something maybe people should have learned more than. But the, apart from that's why some fighters got like spray painted the sponsors onto their, their stomachs. Chest, and their yeah, I think Sam Alvey did it. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
know. It is what it is. That's why the UFC had to clean it up a bit. Terrible pay-per-view. Terrible fight. And... I don't think Golden Boy promotions will be doing much more MMA. I say, I say, uh, Oscar De La Hoya is so happy that Chuck lost because then now he doesn't have to say his name ever again and get it wrong again. Yeah. But uh, who would you like to see Tito take on next if he's going to do it? I'm feeling he will, like, you know. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they got Ken Shamrock out of retirement to have him fight him. You know what I mean? They fought a few times. Yeah. Uh, other than that, if Rampage contract runs up a belt tour, maybe Rampage or maybe Chelsea on if. That's a possibility. Yeah. There's a sort of fight I'm looking at. Yeah, I say Tito might get back into this. So let's have a look at the UFC from the weekend, which was slightly higher caliber of mixed martial arts than Tito versus Chuck. Slightly three. higher. Yeah, uh, in the heavyweight division, Alistair Overeem defeated Sergei Pavlovich for TKO. Uh, First of all, who? And second of all, good to see the ring back yeah. in the winning column. It's weird now, Alistair Overeem sort of calling out people again. Says he wants Derek Lewis. I like that fight. Yeah, so do I, yeah. He's been going on for ages. I was watching like a Badder Harry documentary and like uh, Alistair Overeem was like beating all the lads. Well, he won two fights against all the K1 guys and he was like on the best and then he got like battered by Badder Harry. But uh, is, it, is he coming back anytime soon, Badder Harry? Remember I'm actually was, not too sure. I remember he was fighting, was it Verhoeven? Yeah. And we watched Verhoeven. it. I think it was the first time we were like, right, let's watch this kickboxing yeah, fight. Yeah. And we watched it. And like, better Harry, he's, is he Moroccan? Is he? Yeah, I Mor- remember he was Moroccan. so hairy on his chest and I was like, I oh, don't know who's going to win. And I was like, I think <laughs> Verhoeven's going to win. And like, I was more so like, I basically looked at the two guys and go, I think that guy's going to win. Yeah. Right. But like, but like the fans were trying to like get into the ring and it was yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, what is this going on? But, uh, I don't know, something about high-level kickboxing when... It's just quite hard to watch over here, but if you can watch it, it's brilliant yeah, to watch. Yeah, it's not easy to stream, yeah. Um, yeah, but Badahari, like, stopped it. He was like, on oh, my arm. Yeah. And then Rico Verhoeven was like, look, if you actually watch that back, Badahari was looking at the wrong arm. He was like, on oh, my arm. And then he was like, oh, actually, the other arm. Yeah. yeah. It, it, but it was a bit, it, again. Yeah, I think it was one of those things where we've been like, hold on. You mean it's over? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was like, it was like the young buck against the old lion. Yeah, um... Overeem, he, he looked great. Uh, he looked like when Alistair Overeem of old. Now, I don't know whether he's just far better than his opponent. I actually don't really know too much about his opponent, which is quite rare for an Alistair Overeem opponent. And then, look, calling out Derek Lewis, it seems like a very feasible matchup. Yeah. Get in there. If he can beat Derek Lewis, you know I mean? he's back in contendership. Yeah, it's a, such a strange division. There's not many bodies there. But... Uh, well, I think that's the thing about Overeem. He's always going to be fighting someone in the top 10, so he's only ever two wins away from potentially fighting for a tall shot. Yeah. And UFC have no problem putting him in one because people go, oh, Alistair Overeem, we know who that is. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Still living off a good reputation. I mm. mean, he, the amount of wars he's been through, like, jeez. Yeah. But he also still has some good wins on his record. You know what I mean? Uh, he's beaten Struve, he's beaten JDS, beaten that guy, Popla Babulovic, who we just fought there. Yeah. Reem's the man. He is, he is a legend though, isn't he? Yeah. He's, well, he's mostly TV. I mean, he like is, I always yeah. make sure I like check out his fight. Yeah. Then uh, in the heavyweight division, Francis Ganu defeated Curtis Blades with TKO. Uh, myself and Ross actually both thought that Curtis Blades would take him down on the ground and uh, drown him out. But uh, Francis Ganu with the win, man. Yeah, 25 seconds I think it took. That was it. Yeah, very, very fast. Um, what, uh, Francis obviously had like a new camp. He was back in France yeah. training. Uh, what, what do you make of this, man? Well, he, I think... When he was fighting Derek Lewis in his previous fight, I, I think he was like, this guy can knock me out. Yeah. And he was like, 
I think he was a bit fearful because like basically Stipe beat him up for 25 minutes in the previous fight. He did. So yeah. I think he had the Stipe fight and in the back of his head he was like can't be taken down can't be taken down and he was like also don't be knocked out by this guy and he just they both fought, both fought so tentatively it was actually a terrible fight. It was yeah yeah. Uh, and you can't blame them no, no one wants to be KO TV like yeah no I, I just looked at it and went you know what not great to watch whatsoever but this time he got in there got the combo land early I was actually almost like watching it going when Blades went to the ground I was I was watching going what which shot sort of knocked him down there but obviously Ngannou's got so much power that he sort of hits you with a shot and it doesn't have to be a perfect yeah. shot or land in a perfect position it sort of was like behind the ear yeah, it was almost it? like Poirier versus yeah. McGregor and so I'll, I'll just leave uh, <laughs> the words out of your mouth yeah and next thing you know, Blades on the ground in a heap and Nganu is your winner. Which really sort of throws a spanner into the works for like the UFC and who's coming next for the title. Yeah, because I, I think Bla- Blades was the next push. Yeah. And now he's gone. It's like, you see, yeah. that's the thing about fighting. You can hype these people up, but at the end of the day, if they don't win, they're like yeah, back in the queue. All it takes is 30 seconds and you're, you're next back down the barrel. Do you think like maybe Ngannou was more up for that because he previously won that fight? So he was like, "Look, I've beaten him ready. I can go again." Yeah, I think so. I think he's. I've already beaten Blades. And I think the only time Blades will ever get a rematch against Ngannou is if he can somehow come around the back, win the title, and then Ngannou becomes a title contender. I think that's the only way Blades can fight Ngannou a third time. Yeah, Blades is still only what twenty six. Yeah, he's, he's young enough. Yeah, yeah, very young. Yeah, but um, I suppose we should have a look at who's next for who. Um, just on that one I think Nganu should fight the winner of the main event in Australia uh, Bam Bam Tui Vasa and Junior De Santos do you agree with that? Nganu yeah Nganu versus JDS that's the score doesn't it? yeah and then <sighs> Curtis Blades I feel, like, no, hold on, hold on a second. I feel like JDS like like I feel like he's been hit too many times in the head especially when they came Alaska so <laughs> that, if, he, if he took that punch of Nganu I'd just if he got the over if he got over reamed Boy and Ganu, uh, I feel you like fear for his life. I feel like it could be the first death we see in the UFC. Yeah, my best man. Sorry to say that. Just don't make that for. And then for Blades, I think Blades needs to like go back and fight maybe like a Struve or something or an Arlovsky. Yeah, or a Pulovich. Yeah, or the fellow yeah. over him. Maybe Mark Hunt. Although Mark Hunt's out of contract. No, we already beat Mark Hunt in his last like two fights ago. All right. Well, I don't know. Yeah, and he also beat over him in his probably previous. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like if you pull up against someone who's over 40, he'll win. So he has to fight someone younger than that. <laughs> okay, okay. And like Volkov. Oh, we can fight Volkov. Derek Lewis beat him. That's a fight. Volkov but, versus Blades. Who, who's your man that was uh, like the only the only Anik fellow against Chris oh, Blades? Yeah. They, they could have probably have a good go on the ground. Yeah, true actually. Although him versus Overeem wouldn't be a bad fight for Overeem to get a win against. Do you know, there's a few matchups there. I feel yeah. like there are a lot of fights already happening in the heavyweight division. Yeah. Where's the next? Where's the next batch of big foots coming in? Although that's literally what's happening this Friday. Yeah, it? the ultimate fighter finale. Yeah. Um. Overall, watch making UFC China. Um, it was on. It was on far too early for us. Yeah, it was on it? like it started at ten o'clock in the yeah. morning. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't watch it live. I had to go back and rewatch it. We're uh, we're too used to watching it at like four a.m. But yeah, now it's like there's no there's no we don't get a luxury time to watch it no. either. Like, get up at ten o'clock and like find an internet stream, <laughs> or stay up to five o'clock and get an internet stream. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Although remember UFC Scotland was like a decent time. Yeah. Thanks Scotland. Thank you. Thank you, Scotland. And uh Jay, our mate. But uh coming up this week on Thursday is the Tough Enough finale. Uh it's being held up by Raf Rafael de Santos and Camaro Usman. Uh we're just gonna look at some of the names on the card to look out for. 
Um, our mate Joey Benavidez fighting on the card. Yeah, he um, was originally meant to fight against um, against Ray Borg. Ray Borg, that was but it. like Ray Borg's sick. His son is sick, so like just get well, Ray Borg. He's fighting against Pantoja now, but I still expect Joey Benavidez got the win. So it's also happened in the flyweight division, which is like becoming obsolete. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Shoshenko, uh, Valentina Shoshenko's sisters fighting in the flyweight division as well against Ji Yun Kim. Um, expect <laughs> <laughs> I can't take that serious I just expect Shevchenko to run yeah, through her uh, yeah they're trying to back her up it's, it's funny like Shevchenko the Shevchenko sisters they look nothing alike no no. one's like tanned and dark hair and the other one's blonde and the yeah, they're both killers they are both killers yeah uh, then the co-main event in the bantamweight division Pedro Munoz is taking on Brian Carraway Brian Carraway um, is he is he just if he loses this fight right then he's like goes home and he's like right Used to be seeing Misha Tate. She's now moving to Singapore and getting all this cash, and I'm I can't even beat. Pedro and she's gonna keep with some some other fella. Yeah. Uh, look, <laughs> I don't. No have, offense, man. I actually don't have high hopes for uh, for Carway in this fight. I think Munoz is a very good grappler, great guillotine choke in there. And I think if it's on the feet, I really fancy Munoz. And I, I just think Carway offers nothing on the feet. His entire game plan is all grappling based, and he lost his last fight to Cody Santman and that was he lost in the grappling exchange so I think Carraway's on his way out um, if he lost this yeah do you think he could get a phone call from Misha Tate being like here do you want to go to one no, no. Messing, like, no. What, no just Bellator like oh, yeah, like yeah more so a chance of going to Bellator than anything. Oh, he's just like he doesn't do much on the feet there, though yeah, yeah not, there's nothing fancy about yeah, him he, he hasn't, yeah there's no like look yeah him. But uh, moving on to the, the main event of the evening. In the welterweight division, Javier de Sanjos is taking Kamaru Usman. Um, this is a very, very high-level fight for this card, isn't it? Usually, yeah. usually tough finales aren't like that amazing. Yeah, I, I, I think when you get Rafael de Sanjos, it, he's a very interesting fighter because I think a lot of the time you probably don't pick him and then he gets the job done. And then when you do pick him, he doesn't get the job done. I mean, I look at his last couple of fights and I go, right, him against Robbie Lawler, definitely Robbie Lawler. Dos Anjos put on a clinic. Then it was like, him against Kobe Covington, definitely Dos Anjos. Kobe Covington puts on a clinic. Yeah. And now I'm looking at him for this fight. And I just think Usman is probably a better version of Kobe Covington than Kobe Covington is. So I'm going to definitely go for Kamara Usman on this one. I think he's very thick. He's very large. Excellent wrestler. And I think... Sanders is going to spend a lot of time on his back in this fight. I agree with you there. Um, I just think Kamaru Usman's talking too much talk to not get the job done. Yeah. And obviously, like, Sanders is slightly undersized in that division and also he's, his record's not that amazing. Kamaru Usman's... Well, isn't he undefeated? Yeah. Or maybe yeah, oh, I think he's won, lost one fight. I think he's lost yeah. one fight. Yeah. But, like, he's, he's undefeated in the UFC as far as I'm aware. Yeah, and he barely gets touched yeah. once he takes people down. I agree with you there. Uh, Who would you like to see either man take on next after that fight? Oh, it's, a, it's sort of hard to tell. The welterweight division is a bit up in the air. I see. I sort of want to see Usman fight Kobe Covington, but I want to see like Kobe Covington fight a lot of people. Yeah. So I think that's the easy one to say. But uh, maybe the winner fights Wonder Boy. Kamara Usman. What about um, who's your man that's after coming from one again? Ben Askren. Yeah. Well, he's fighting Lawler at two thirty three. So uh, I'm almost like a lot of the welterweight division is sort of tied up. I think Wonder Boy yeah. is the only free opponent left. Yeah, but like also. Yeah, but Darren Till needs to make his mind up as well, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. I actually wouldn't want to see an Usman versus Till. Also, the fact that uh, Usman like smashed Damian Moyes last fight, uh, it makes me feel that 
half held Sanders isn't going to offer much on the ground. If Moya can't sub him, I don't think the Sanders yeah, can sub him. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. Well, like as we were just saying there, hopefully Darren Till makes up his mind now. Yeah, I just want to see Darren Till back in there one way or the other. Well, the thing is, he's going to be eating loads over Christmas. Like, yeah, you know? he might he's, as well move up middleweight. Yeah, he may as well. Yeah, you know, it'll be a great main event in London. Darren Till versus Paolo Costa at middleweight. I'll be very interested yeah. in that. Oh, that would be deadly. See, the thing is, Till making it into that division when he had no money was a lot easier because he like didn't have enough like that much money to buy loads of food. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, and no, the, it makes sense. Yeah, but like, but when now, you put it that like black and white, it sounds a bit funny. Yeah, no, but like that, that was the same with McGregor yeah. at the featherweight. He was like, here, I'm eating off scraps here. And then, yeah. then it's like... Yeah, vegetables are cheap to buy. Yeah, I yeah, eat them. Yeah. And now it's like, his name is like, bro, like, I'm having a big fat turkey burger. Yeah, yeah but and also, the, it's the same body evolution that they both had as well. Yeah. Connor got a bit older. Obviously, a bit thicker, yeah. yeah, it's harder to lose weight and stuff. You know what I mean? Same thing as Till. And it's like, there's no point in Till nearly killing himself unless he's fighting for the belt, you know? Yeah. Also, the ultimate fighter finale, there's going to be women's featherweight, which are probably women's bantamweights. I haven't actually looked at them. And then the men's heavyweight finale, I think, is going to be competed by two of like, the most overweight out of shape people I've seen in a very long time Yo, me and you yeah <laughs> man you're a flyweight give over yeah, your, your I'm, division's gone I'm the fly heavyweight <laughs> your division's gone out of the UFC so we're I'm now going to move on to UFC Adelaide which is Australia for those who are not uh, well versed in the geography world yeah um, where will we look first here um, we start in the co-main or third from the co-main event and then work our way up yeah. So I think Tyson Pedro is fighting Shogun Hua. I actually didn't know Shogun Hua was fighting on this card. That seemed a bit under wraps. Didn't Shogun Hua not, not just get absolutely ruined in his last fight? I'm pretty sure he did. I'm, I'm trying to think who it was. But was it by OSP, was it? No? <laughs> I feel like he lost to someone there recently and it was quite dramatic. Yeah, I think it was a, <clears throat> a, young, a young guy to beat him. Was it? Maybe it was OSP. Ah, sure enough. Anyway. We don't fact check here. Yeah. You guys can let us know. He's fighting Toys and Pedro. And the only reason I fancy Toys and Pedro for this fight is that Mark Hunt and Bam Bam are also uh, two Vassar are both on, on this card. And they all train together. So, like, their training camp is absolutely full tilt right yeah. now. And I'm just like, here, look. If he's not getting knocked out by uh, Mark Hunt or Toys and Vassar, I feel like he's going to get the job done here. Yeah, I'd agree. I'll go Toys and Pedro. So, it, like, so, Shogun lost his last fight. He was on the field yeah. in a few fights and then he lost there. Yeah. Oh, did you lose a little teeth, he was it? I know he fought someone there recently and he was like, if he wins, he's going to get the title shot. I was against, oh, was, oh Anthony Smith destroyed him. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I knew we were, I was like, hey, we don't remember. Thank God you got yeah, that. Like, that first, wrecked my head. Yeah, but first. Because we were sitting there for ages. He's like, a very forgettable him. individual, isn't he, Anthony Smith? Who? <laughs> yeah, and then um, in the heavyweight division, Mark Hunt's taking on Justin Willis. Uh, Justin Willis came in a short notice and his, uh, his first fight in the UFC. Yeah. Then he fought he's, again, also, didn't he? he's also jumped weight class. I think he's fought light heavyweight and a heavyweight. Yeah. And then his last fight was against Chase Sherman, your mate, the vanilla gorilla. Yeah. And then uh, also Mark Holmes coming off a loss against Only Aichuk. He was that was only quite recent ago, wasn't it? UFC Moscow. Yeah, but I think your man Only Aichuk got him out there in the first round. So yeah. this is Mark Holmes' last fight in his contract as well. I feel like Holmes gonna win. It's in his hometown. He'll get the knockout here. But he looked terrible in his last fight. Yeah, he did. He just really didn't look interested. Maybe this is the last fight to see what happens because if he comes out with a win here, he'll have a bit of leverage against UFC, maybe even with Bellator. Maybe he'd want to get Bellator over to uh, Australia again. Maybe he wants to go fight Japan again. Yeah, I actually think Japan is perfect for him. One FC. Yeah, and he's a good pride there. as well. Yeah, because yeah, he's a bit of a superstar there. 
Yeah, and then uh, moving on to the main event of the evening. In the heavyweight division, Junior Dos Santos is taking on Toy Tui Vasa in the heavyweight division. Um, first of all, you're surprised that it's not Mark Hunt headlining the card, or do you think this is the right move? This is obviously a no. I, th- I think they're trying to make something out of Bam Bam Tui Vasa. Uh, he won his last fight against Andre Arlovsky. Although it was a lot tighter of decision than people actually thought it was going to be. And then Dos Santos won his last fight against Ivanov. Who came over from the PFL heavyweight division. Uh, first, I think he was like 19 and 1 or something going into that fight. He was like quite highly tailed, wasn't he? And Dos Santos, his boxing is absolutely incredible. He's one of the best boxers in division. If not potentially the best outright boxer in the division yeah. the only thing is, is he does look that bit chinnier although he hasn't fought as much recently so maybe his chin has taken less punishment as of late and he can take a bigger shot but former I think, champion uh, former UFC heavyweight champion became after, Velasquez and bought a minute to win the belt so after saying that former champion I actually think he's going to win oh, the only thing is your man Bam Bam yeah but Bam Bam couldn't even knock out Arlovsky he was like no that is as, true known as the chinniest Chin, 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 Although Arlovsky chin, hasn't been knocked down in his last four fights. Yeah, but like... I know, man, we're just yeah. making excuses here, you know? I'm actually quite intrigued in this one. I think Hunt has fought Dos Santos before. And he obviously lost. It was actually for, for the title at one stage. So I think I'm going to go for Bam Bam. I think Hunt's going to give him the inside track on how to get the job done. I think he's going to get the job done. I think he's a bit more agile. Doesn't hit as hard as Hunt, but a bit more agile. And the younger, hungrier lion here gets the job done. Right now, I just think Junior Dos Santos is going to just have too much experience. Although, you know I mean? in saying that... Like, you, t- you took on Cain Velasquez. Yeah. And this guy, like, tied to Vesa, wasn't actually that impressive against Arlovsky. He has a big yeah. rep now, but he's, what, he's on, I think he's like 10-0, 10-1 or something. Yeah. Well, who's uh, really fought, you know? Although Because Mark Hunt would be better than tied to Vesa as well, wouldn't he? Well, it's hard to say right now after like Hunt's last performance. Yeah, true. Yeah, but I suppose Arlovsky. So I, don't, I don't want to change your mind. Well, it's one of those things where Arlovsky lands some good shots on Tuivas Faisa, and you're a bit like if the Santos lands lands the same shots, he's probably a harder and better boxer. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, JDS won. He's one of my favorite heavyweights of all time. But uh, I almost, I'm almost picking Tuivasa for like the hope of the sport going forward. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's a bit like I was picking Blades beating Ghana. It would just be like. Please win because you're a contender. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I 100% agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, but that's the thing like, about the sport. Uh, like, I'm going to be cheering for JDS. It. I'm going to be cheering for G- JDS. But I honestly think Bam Bam, uh, he, he's going to be my pick for the night. Yeah, I'd actually uh, rather uh, tie to a vase of one. Yeah. Well, in fairness, I'm picking the whole New Zealand, Australia side of the card. Very you on the rugby. Very yeah. you on the rugby. Uh, who else is on this card that we should look out for? I think Paul Craig, he's the Scottish. Yeah, the Jew Bear. Yeah, he's back. Jake Matthews. Yeah, uh, he's looking very good at welterweight. Um, ever since he moved up from lightweight, he was the ultimate fighter winner. I think as far as I'm aware. Wilson Reese. Yeah, uh, and uh, Yushin Okami's fighting on the card as well. Wilson Hayes, who famously lost, uh, to Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, he did. Uh, like every other flyweight. <laughs> <laughs> Burr, uh, Cejudo. No, he lost as well. Yeah, well, he got one back though. The revenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, that revenge life. <laughs> then, uh, sorry, on Bellator, Bellator is on Friday as well. Bellator two ten. It's in Oklahoma. Brian Moore is fighting it as well. So uh, Best luck to him. Best luck to Brian. And also, on Saturday night, Bellator 2-11. It's in Italy. I think it's Geneva. Uh, Kiefer Crosby's fighting on that as well. So, best luck to Kiefer. Big shout out to Kiefer Crosby. Yeah. And then, uh, before we close off, next week, UC 231 we'll be looking at. That's on in 
uh, Toronto, isn't it? Yeah, you have Max Holloway defending his featherweight belt against Brian Ortega, T-City. And you have Valentina Shushenko fighting Joanny and Jacek for the women's flyweight title. Yeah, and also we'll be looking back over Wilder vs. Fury and all the crack like that. But uh, Ross, anything to say before we finish the show off? No, um, guys, thanks a million for listening. Uh, if you are going to Cage Legacy this weekend, definitely come up, do say hi, uh, do introduce yourself, don't worry, we don't bite. Um, yeah. If you are listening to the show and you do enjoy it, give a shout out, tell your mates, um, or just send us a DM saying you like the show or what you'd like to see more or less of. And as always, stay energized. energized.